Well, folks, what is cracking? Welcome to the Best of Belfast podcast, a show where we interview local Northern Irish legends, entrepreneurs, creatives, really just anybody who is doing something really incredible that we want to celebrate and shout about. Today, I am in West Belfast, way in the West, the Wow Wow West, with Jude Henderson. Now, Jude is an incredible, incredible woman who works full-time for a local organization called Outside in outside in is a streetwear brand but they're a streetwear band band well streetwear brand that make a difference every single product that they sell comes with an additional product for you to give out to someone who's on the streets we had an interview with david johnson the founder of outside in this time last year you can go back to the archives and check that out to kind of hear the origin story of that but today we caught up with jude to hear her incredible story of how she has gone on this massive massive journey of following your dreams chasing after meaning in your life, what to do with the desire to make a difference and how she transitioned from the corporate world into now kind of this full-time startup social enterprise hustle gig extraordinaire. I had an absolutely class time with Judith. She really, 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 she delivered the goods. You know what I mean, guys? Like you want to listen to the podcast that, you know, the people just deliver it and it was so inspiring and very, very applicable to my life where you're talking about the challenges that come along the way what to do whenever work isn't satisfying you, and much, much more. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you Jude Henderson. So, let's get a wee bit of sound check chat from you. What's Hi. your biggest takeaway from your time in New York City? Oh, um, the fact that there was a massive snowstorm when I was there, and the Jessica, my friend who I was with, um, left, abandoned me in the middle of my hotel to go catch a flight while I stayed in New York for three days on my own. <laughs> and what did you do in those three days? I watched a lot of Netflix because I wasn't allowed to go outside. Um, was that whenever they shut the city down? Yes. Ah, what like a bad this, time to the come. The subway was closed, like everything, there was no taxis, like people had to be in their like hotels and like houses before 2 p.m. And yeah, I ventured out to the shop once. <sighs> Supplies had to like stock up um because room service was just too expensive <laughs> and uh i yeah i think i just, i was kind of bored no i hear you in new, like that's when it's stupid because you're like in new york city but yeah i was very bored well people in new york get bored too you know it doesn't yeah. matter where you are in the world life's what you make it you know <laughs> gotta go get it not in big belfast though no exactly no boredom here you ready to rock yes awesome jude Welcome to the show. Thank you very, very much for being here. Thank you for having me. No, it's really, really exciting. Very excited to be here sitting in the warehouse offices of Outside In. Very, very exciting. (laughs) And the first question we always like to start off with, it's a bit of a silly one, is if you were to hop into an elevator, maybe in New York or wherever else you would be, Mm -hmm. and big Liam Neeson was standing there, how would you introduce yourself up? Introduce yourself up? Introduce yourself on the simple ride up. Oh, um... Liam Neeson. Oh, gosh. He's quite scary. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Liam, if you're listening. <laughs> I love you. Um, I think I would probably just really connect on the fact that we're from Northern Ireland. I think I think everyone would do that. That's a really boring answer. Um, but yeah, that's probably what I'd do. What's your feel like? What would you open with? You're like, so what about those potato crisps? Huh? Like, what's, your, what's the quintessential yeah. Northern Irish thing you would lead with? Maybe potatoes. And I'm from Cumber, so okay. I could just be like... You, you said know, that like it means something? What it, what What does that oh, mean? <laughs> oh, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my word, right. So Cumber is famous for potatoes. No way. Yeah. This is the conversation I would tell Liam Neeson. Mm. I'm from... You love Ireland. Ireland loves potatoes. I'm from Cumber, the place that makes potatoes. I'm sure he would know. <laughs> Good Balamina man that he is. Oh yeah. So yeah. when you're not in Cumber and when you're not yeah. ranting about the benefits of Cumber <laughs> potatoes... Your day-to-day job is with a great company, great local company called Outside In. Yeah. So could you just maybe tell the people listening who don't know what what's, what mm-hmm. Outside In is, what is it? Yeah. So um, we're a streetwear brand that um, is seeking to eradicate homelessness globally. Um, we've created a wear one, share one concept with all of our clothing. So whenever you buy a product, um, you also receive another product to give away to someone who lives on the street because um, we believe that no person should wake up without a home. Um, so we've decided to pick streetwear um, as a tool for that. So, yeah. Incredible. And I suppose, like, here's a big question, but why? Why do I do it? 
or why homelessness? Why outside in? Why outside in? Um, I think for me personally, I kind of, I massively went, I went on a trip to South Africa whenever I was 21. And before that, I'd never really thought about um, kind of the poverty or kind of the level of how like people were experiencing that at and I just I seen it firsthand and hello how are you getting on we are indeed mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we're doing right <laughs> that's us this is really Ulster <laughs> no I'm only joking <laughs> that's so good unbelievable that's so funny um should I start that all again? <laughs> I will just keep going. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so was in South Africa whenever I was 21. And um, I just kind of seen firsthand like the level of poverty. Um, and I was only there for, I was there for two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. And I kind of came home and it kind of changed my perspective on poverty um, and what it meant to kind of not live in a developed country and a country that you kind of just get given all of these things. So I kind of decided there and then that what I was going to do with my life wouldn't would always be something that I believed in really very strongly and that it would have an impact on people who are in need. Um, And I think homelessness for me is definitely it's something that's everywhere. Like you don't have to go far to find someone who is living on your street um, or in your city. And I think that's such a big it's such a big thing because I think sometimes people feel like it's 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 such a big task to kind of overcome poverty but actually all it all it really is is just involving one person um in your life and and sharing your life with them and having them share that back so I think for me that's what I was like if I can if I can get to do that through my job that is exactly what I want um so yeah and what how old were you when you went to South Africa I or was how many years ago was it? 21. Yeah, I was 21. So it was three years ago. And before you went to South Africa and had that experience, would you say that you were like acutely aware of poverty at home or did that experience open your eyes to it? I think it massively opened my eyes to it. Yeah, I was quite, I wouldn't have said that I was, I would have said I was more ignorant towards it. I think I chose not to see it because it wasn't nice. I was mm. quite, I kind of clouded my own judgment and sort of said, oh, it's not really an issue here. That's more like third world countries or um, it's far off. It's not on my street. And then whenever I came home, I noticed that um, there actually, there was, there's people sitting in Belfast um, outside Dunn stores or um, who just, who, who shouldn't be there because they deserve better. And I should be treating them better. So, yeah. That's interesting. And would you say, like, what were you doing in South Africa, just really briefly? Um, I was just working in townships, um, kind of with uh, an organization called Out of Africa Missions. Um, So it was like full-time helping on the ground stuff? Yeah, it was very intense. (laughs) Yeah. So I always think it's very interesting, like, because kind of the, the volunteer... And I'm not insulting you, by the way. I've been in the same boat before. Mm. But the kind of like volunteer tourism thing is massive at the minute. And there's yeah. lots of people, maybe a lot of people listening, who've been on trips away, whether it's with a church group or whether it's with a charity. And they've, they've been there. And when you're in that environment, you're, you know, you're working so hard. You're doing so much good. And you're, you're kind of giving your life. You're giving your all. You're living the dream. But then whenever mm. you come home, there's often this disconnect of, mm. well... I was giving my life to serving people and helping people when I was away. But now that I'm home, it's really, really hard to keep that going. Mm. Why do you think that is? Like, Because that's a phenomenon that I've seen in my own life and in other people's yeah, lives. Like, yeah. what is that? Like, put words to that for me. Yeah, I think it's this perception that you need to make the change there and then when you come home that it's like okay I need to end poverty myself now and you're obviously going to face that and you're going to feel so overwhelmed because that's a massive task and that's a lot to put on your own shoulders and I think it's kind of setting that down and looking at that as that is a possibility and that that is reachable but it it kind of it will become more effective whenever I change my like everyday life choices. So for me, it was very much like I'm going to choose to be more like silly things. Like I'm going to turn the tap off whenever I'm brushing my teeth <laughs> or am I sh- or like 
where I buy my clothes that I'm going to look into that a little bit more. And it's whenever you start to change those like daily routines or daily thoughts that then you actually see this is becoming part of a, something bigger. And it's it's not kind of focusing on that um, that big dream. It's putting that big dream in the distance and kind of saying that's what I'm aiming for, but I don't have to do that on my own. And that doesn't look like tackling that right now. It just looks like tackling like the little things towards it. So that's yeah. really interesting. Uh, yesterday was it last night? Two nights ago, I was watching the Minimalists documentary, right? But some, yeah. one of the things that they were talking about, and I was like sitting, like shouting at the laptop, like, "Yes, this is this is totally <laughs> right." Like I was laughing whenever you were saying about the small things, like turning off the tap water when you're brushing your teeth. Yeah, but they're like reality is like that stuff creates a bit of momentum in your life and a bit yeah. of forward motion, and it can actually really mm. push you forward. And that's kind of what they were talking about. So catch us up. You went to South Africa. You came home. You started doing small stuff. Mm-hmm. small kind of baby steps mm-hmm. what did you do when you came home kind of big picture stuff um big picture stuff was i um graduated from uni hey congratulations <laughs> what did you study um i studied theology incredible um so yeah that was a big that was a big thing um and then after uni i decided to go back to South africa for six months so i went for a longer period of time and that I went on the kind of pretense that I wanted to stay like I kind of I didn't go for six months I was I'm going um and then unfortunately just circumstances and I've got really ill so I had to come home um and when I came home I got uh I was kind of in a it was a it was a weird place because I'd kind of planned all of these things in South Africa and I kind of thought of my life. I thought it out. I already planned it before it even happened, <laughs> which you should never do. Um, sure, why not? <laughs> but because because life life happens um, and I felt very stuck and very lost. I was like, maybe maybe I, I shouldn't go down the charity route or I, I maybe that's just not the right choice. Maybe I, I kind of influence from other people. And not necessarily bad influence, but just more that I was maybe living off their kind of dreams a little bit more than living off my own. And they kind of pushed me in the direction of more kind of business um, and that kind of business world and get a proper job and um, earn some good cash. Um, So I kind of I went down that road and um, I don't say I wouldn't say I really regret it. I think it's been so beneficial and I learned so much. Um, but just before I came to Outside In, that's what I was doing. So um, that was maybe six six months, six, seven months ago. Um, and yeah, I that was, that was a weird kind of stage because it was very much, I was in something that I wasn't enjoying and I was in something that I wasn't fulfilling kind of to, to me. And that dream that I had when I was 21 of I'm going to, I'm going to end poverty had kind of taken a back seat and whenever you do that to a dream I think that um it'll either eat away at you or you'll completely forget about it and mm. I think that I just kind of didn't let it stop eating away at me and then that's just what kind of pushed me into outside, outside in and yeah guess that's why I'm here <laughs> amazing amazing and kind of just like i'm not looking for like company names or anything but during yeah. this uh quote-unquote business season of your life when the mm. dream was in the back burner mm. like what were you actually doing like what was your day-to-day uh day-to-day was very nine to five uh nice. monday to friday which is great it's like um it works um but it was very like uh corporate so i was advising different clients and different companies on kind of like their recruiting and and that sort of thing so um I I wouldn't say I find it boring but I would say I find it quite it was rich people making rich people richer interesting um and I kind of that sat really uneasy with me and it didn't sit well and that's not to kind of demote anyone's job or to say that that business isn't doing a good job because they are but it just wasn't for me and it just wasn't right and I think that they deserve to have a staff member who loved where they were because it was such a privilege to have that job and such a blessing but um I wasn't the right person for it and there was something better for me and there was also someone better for them so yeah brilliant and so what was the transition like from the corporate world to 
the fast-moving startup that is outside in. <laughs> <laughs> a whirlwind. Um, I I think I'd been kind of volunteering with outside in for a while before I maybe like six months before I'd kind of um, quit my job and made the took the plunge. Um, so I kind of knew a lot about the business. I knew a lot about the running of it, and um, but also but then you just get thrown in the deep end and. Uh, I think it was a hard it it was a hard transition. It still is because running a startup isn't just oh I'll do my one do- job and I'll learn how to do that really well. It's I'll learn how to do this job really well today and then tomorrow I'll do another one and learn how to do that really well. So I think that you're constantly jumping from one thing to the next, um, which I love because it brings such variety and the the thing that I find so kind of important within a job is perspective. So if you can see that this is, this is so much bigger and so much greater than, than me, this goes so much further Then I think that those day to day jobs and those kind of daily routines become so much more interesting and so much more worthwhile whenever you have a, the perspective of this is bigger than me. So is that what you think adds value and adds meaning to work? Because a lot of people, perhaps Mm. some people listening, they work as a chore and they grind out the nine to five and they can't wait for the weekend or they can't wait for the holiday. You know, how can we add meaning to our work lives? It's mm, a good question. Um, I think, yeah, for me, it's massively perspective that it's during that nine to five, what are you doing that is what it like, what is pushing you forward? What's your hope throughout that? Um, what's the yeah what's the bigger picture um I think that a lot of people focus on that day like if they're having a bad day and I'll do that as well like you have a bad day and that's it like well the rest of the week's gonna be bad but I think it's actually this bad day how is that going to affect my next month and what am I learning in those moments or what am I learning in each of those challenges so yeah I think um yeah for anyone who's really not enjoying their job I think it's to think about the fact of like do you actually really want to be there is that what you want to do because if it isn't then I it's it's easy for me to say but I think I've also done it but just take the plunge and do something that you actually want to do and that you actually would love to do don't let that dream sit on a back burner at all because it's it's such a waste of who you are and the potential that you have um but if it's someone that or if you're someone that kind of does you do know deep down that you love your job you're just finding it tough I think it's look at the bigger picture and look at why you're there because there's days and outside in whenever I'm like oh this is this is all going wrong <laughs> like um people have seen that you know this is this is stress city right right now but um but what I do in those moments is you just kind of look to what's the bigger picture this is actually that John who's homeless this is helping him like this photo shoot or designing this piece of clothing is actually is bigger than me because it's 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 for John it's for those people who wake up and don't have a home or a bed to wake up in um so I think that's what pushes me on so yeah really interesting I'm sitting here listening to you and even what we were talking about before we started recording has anyone ever told you that you have a really strong grasp on time absolutely not because my time management skills are terrible yeah so maybe like maybe you you run late maybe whatever but i mean Mm. like everything that you're saying it shows and i think it's absolutely fascinating you have a real big picture perspective and what you were talking about even before like i said before we started recording was all about momentum and how important it is to start your week off well because if you start your week off well it'll help you finish well oh Mm. and actually it's important to finish your week well as well because it will help you set up for the next one so i don't know you you seem to have a very keen awareness of the big picture a very keen awareness of the importance of the day-to-day where do you think that has come from in yourself um sorry for the psychoanalyst but (laughs) i'm enjoying it um I think the day-to-day thing is, without sounding too, like, philosophical. Um, oh, no, bring it on. That's what, we, <laughs> that's what we want. That's what we ask these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just that life is so unpredictable. Um, and having said, like, the whole South Africa plan, like, life happened. And I didn't get to do what I kind of thought I was going to do. Um, 
And I think that's why it's just very day to day. It's like, I don't know what next week is going to bring, but I know, I know I'm in today. So that's, that's how I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to run with what is set in front of me today. Um, because yeah, like I think life is, is so unpredictable and so kind of, and I don't think that I should spend my time trying to predict it or trying to think up of a problem solver for a problem that actually hasn't happened yet because that's a waste of my time and it's not going to probably not going to pan out the way I want it to anyway so (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so I think that's probably I don't know if that actually answered your question (laughs) awesome really good stuff and so your day to like what does your day-to-day look like what is like life at outside in look like and life I suppose outside of outside in as well outside of outside in well (laughs) (laughs) inception um day-to-day in outside in would be that we try to be in the office for like quarter to eight eight o'clock um which at the start was (laughs) so what time you leave cumber seven oh yeah yeah seven quarter past seven yeah was it um which i'm not a morning person if anyone knows me (laughs) they will know that well uh so yeah um in the office for eight um, it really depends what's happening that day. Like maybe we'll have meetings um, about very recently. It's been so we're releasing a new collection um, of clothing, and a lot of meetings have been about like either website or design um, and kind of chatting through that, which is really fun. Um, and then maybe have like kind of like what do we, like we would do. I would do a lot of like the like kind of production side of things so um whether that's like packaging or kind of sorting out stock in the warehouse um and that sort of thing and then yeah like we work with a lot of different charities kind of around Belfast and around the UK um which has been really cool to see um but yeah every day you know it's very (laughs) different there's no like at two o'clock I do this and at three o'clock I do this it's very and because there's um a limited amount of staff it can be it can be hectic but I that i love that and i love that about outside and so yeah yeah so how do you juggle all the different forgive the pun <laughs> hats that you have to wear <laughs> um i mean yesterday like i came in for like a quick little chat just kind of get some ideas before the interview and then kind of mm. see what you were about and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and yeah. you know you we were sitting we were chatting you were printing stuff off you were so in patches on the hat <laughs> and you you know you were like, running off to a photo shoot i was like this is absolutely this is great so how do you juggle all of those different tasks uh, all those different facets of outside in jude yeah. um I think sometimes I don't think about it. Like, so in those moments, I'll be like, I need to sew a hat. I'm going to sew a hat. I need to um, write up something about accounts. I'm going to do that. And I think it's not kind of, I think I maybe wouldn't be, there's jobs that I'm definitely more kind of gifted in. And that's definitely where my passion lies. Um, And there's jobs that I know that someone else could probably do a lot better. Um, and I'm okay. I'm okay with that because I know that's just not where my talent lies. Um, but I'm like, but there's no one else here to do them. So I'm going to do it right now because awesome. it needs done. And where do you think your talent does lie? Um, What's your superpower? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a superpower, but I, I love fashion. I love clothing um, and I love design. So I never kind of I that was always a conflict kind of in my head when I was younger when I was trying to pick a career um it was always a dream that I wanted to be in a clothing company and kind of behind the designs of that but also then that kind of social enterprise side of me where I, I I love kind of helping people like those kind of cheesy as that sounds like and fixing a problem as big as poverty has always been something massive so to have those two merged together is an absolute it's a dream come true and um I don't take that lightly so yeah I think that's kind of where I'm maybe a little bit more focused with maybe like product like kind of in like a product design team or kind of working in like manufacturing and kind of like how the clothes are made and um yeah like fabrics and that sort of thing so yeah so you know a few years down the line never outside in have their own massive building and you know have a huge staff team and yeah. new departments or whatever mm-hmm. like what 
if you could dedicate all of your time to kind of one or two things, mm-hmm. what would it be? What would they be? Um, probably the development of like product design. Um, and like what does my- that mean practically? Because I, it's kind of like a buzzword, but I don't necessarily yeah. know what it means. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a graphic designer. Um, I've kind of no background in in anything like that. So I'm not as hands on. But like, I think I would have quite a creative mind, and like, I know what I want stuff to look like, or I um, I love picking colors or fabrics, or like, I'll draw up a design rather than actually putting it on a computer. Um, so kind of like that, like working in a team, maybe leading a team of people. And kind of leading and like introducing a vision into what we want to do for the next collection or um in that way um then secondly i think that there's this other side to outside in that maybe people don't see as much but it's actually whenever we go out and give out our products on the street um to people in belfast um and i i don't know where i'll be in five years time or ten years time maybe it could be new york it could be la it could be Dublin <laughs> could still be Belfast could and I'm a office yeah um but wherever that is I really hope that that is a massive part of my job that um I'm still continuing to go out onto the street and meet with these people and hear their stories and the products that I'm helping design or the products that I'm helping develop that I will be able to hand them over to people um here on the street because I think that is that's why this company exists and that's why I came to it um and that's why I gave up a job that was probably that pe- a lot of people would kill for. So, um, yeah, I think that those would be the two main things that I would that I would want to kind of streamline into. It's interesting, and like that in itself also reveals kind of how you inject meaning into what you do. Mm. Like uh, every, anyone who knows me, I'm a massive Deliveroo fanboy, right? So I just love the company, love the service, love getting stuff delivered, love doing a shift myself, you know, love yeah. getting out on the bike. But their CEO, I think his name's Will, he commits to every single Friday he goes out and delivers on the bike. And he yeah. does it because he wants to make sure that he's connected to the vision. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, you're kind of doing the same thing. And I think that's that's yeah. really interesting. Brings you back down to earth a wee bit yeah yeah because sometimes you kind of you get mixed up in like oh i'm doing a photo shoot or um um we're going to london this weekend or we're going to edinburgh or whatever but then whenever you're actually like that it's that perspective of but why why am i going to london why am i doing a photo shoot it's actually because we want homelessness to be eradicated and that is the that's the number one goal and that's that's the dream so anything else comes second to that and that's what comes first. So if there ever becomes a time where I forget that and I've forgotten why I'm doing what I'm doing, then I know it's time to stop. So Interesting. And whenever people talk about their dreams a lot, and I'm loving this chat, like I love, it's one of my favorite things is to talk about dreams. Oh, and, like you can't oh. even mention a dream and I'll just go off. On a Have you ever read tangent. The Alchemist? Yes. Oh my goodness. You're, you're like sitting talking. I, I, this is like the third time in a row I've mentioned The Alchemist on the podcast. It's so embarrassing. But like, <laughs> like every time you're, every, like everything you're saying, I'm just like, oh my goodness, yeah, it reminds me of that bit. Like da 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 <laughs> And a lot of people I talk to, they are people who have taken the plunge. You know, that's kind of one of the things about mm. the show is it's encouraging other people to take the plunge, learning from people who have done it. But there kind of is this prevailing culture of, and you know what? I wrote my resignation on a napkin and then I like stuck it to the man. And then I went off and like made billions and billions billions and billions of dollars but like there that's just not reality like <laughs> the the challenges and the hardship and the struggle and the, the doubt and everything mm-hmm. is something that i love to kind of i love to shout about it like and i love to talk about it because it's yeah, real I life yeah. so what do you think have been some of your biggest challenges in stepping from i'm not going to say a comfortable work environment but you understand what i yeah, mean it was quote the- unquote steady job mm-hmm. probably a great salary to mm-hmm. now living the life that you're living now um I think yeah like I think whenever you were saying there about like that kind of people like you know sticking it to the man and like kind of storming out like I quit whatever like mine wasn't like that I ended on really good terms and me and my old boss like still speak um and like she's very supportive of what I'm doing um so yeah like that is possible to end something in order to go on to a dream it doesn't have to be like a bad ending um you can't finish well uh but the, I think one of the main struggles, or not main, but just that's probably been quite a physical thing has been like financially. Um, 
just yeah like coming from quite a comfortable financial place and then being like I want to pursue a dream but I need to I need to kind of take that that drop and it's been it's been hard it's just it takes a it takes adjustment but like I think that it's just it's so worth it because I'm I'm true to who I am and I'm actually doing something that really matters and trying my best to make the world a, a better place so yeah I think that's probably a struggle and then um just yeah like you get you get very tired very quickly <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah like that thing of you, you can like go on events or go to Edinburgh and do all these really exciting opportunities but um when it comes down to it you're still a person like you're still kind of you, you only have 24 hours in the day um but you're trying to fit everything in like a startup that we kind of we run like it's a company like that's been around for 10 20 years but yet we've only been around for two but we never want that to be an excuse we never want it to be oh we didn't really pull through for that because we're a startup it's yeah it's kind of we always want to exceed that kind of we don't want to be to a limit to the how we work but with that comes complete exhaustion sometimes um so I think that's probably been a challenge but that I think that's it's so it's so small in the compar in comparison to kind of what we're doing um and what like truly matters so yeah yeah what's your favorite way to let me rephrase that like um, how am I going to rephrase this what do you do to provide the most rest in your life? Oh, probably laughter. Yeah. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love to laugh. How cheesy is this? It's brilliant. <laughs> but like how, how, how do you facilitate that? Uh, right, just, okay, six o'clock. Gotta laugh. Laughter. <laughs> <laughs> just watch really funny YouTube videos. Um no, I have really funny friends. <laughs> yeah. No, I like I think I'm I like I that thing of like I don't know whether I'm an extrovert or an introvert sometimes I think I'm an introvert sometimes I'm an extrovert because I definitely get energy from hanging out with other people and just people I know really well but like and just having a, a good time like it's so good to have people that you can trust and talk to about all the really serious things and all the really deep things but it's also so important to have people you can just laugh with and be an idiot with and I think that like maybe after a, a really stressful day at the office like I will whether I'm here until 10 p.m. I'll still be like okay I'll, I'll swing around by that friend and have a wee cup of tea and just have a laugh and kind of I think that's what I do to rest like even though probably sleep would be great <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think I just I love like I love people so that's probably how I kind of gain a little bit of yeah just energy and kind of refuel is just to kind of spend time with the people that you love and that bring a little bit more life so yeah awesome a pro little introvert tip mm -hmm. uh, if you do think you may be an introvert uh comedy podcasts oh okay like, there's you find like you may have to go through 100 you will eventually <laughs> find one that is effectively like laughter on tap okay so like you'll yes. be driving home in your car and you'll just be like in wrinkles <laughs> and i love it because i'm an introvert and i love people and you know obviously i i do this podcast i hang yeah. out with people all the time i love people but i need my own space need my own time and yeah. i agree laughter is so 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 great but like go for a wee walk stick mm. the stick the funny pod on and you're just yeah. you're absolutely flying it's brilliant amazing so i'm gonna do that Outside in, we're on the run up to Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, it's obviously, I assume it's your busiest time of the year. Yes. Uh, what does Christmas at Outside in look like this year? Christmas at Outside in looks busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, we, we, so we've got, we're launching a new collection within the next 10 days. I'm not sure when this goes live. Um, but and then we're going to be at the Christmas market, Woo! which is very exciting. So we're there for five weeks, um, right up until the 22nd of December. So, wow. Yeah. Or 20 or 23rd. Maybe. To the wire. To the, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes. And then there's Homeless Awareness Week, um, which is just kind of we 
are like, well, if we're not going to do that, then what's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> like we can't celebrate Taco Day, but we can celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of big for us. We've got a lot of exciting things planned. Um, we really want to share stories and um, from people who are living on the street and kind of really get their voice out there and help people to kind of just come to that realization that, um, yeah, the people that are on your streets at Christmas are also there all year round. Um, so I think, yeah, the lead up to Christmas will be very exciting and very busy, but very, very ready for it, I hope, I think. <laughs> and as people are out and about, you know, maybe on the street a little more than they normally are, whether it's getting gifts or kind of just, you know, pottering about. Yeah. There is every time this year, like you say, you know, there's a lot of people on the streets mm. and it, people do have it in their heads that they want to give back. Mm. Um, I don't even necessarily want to dive into why it is around this time of year. I think it's, you know, that kind of explains itself. But what best practices, what tips can you give to people listening who maybe will have encounters with uh, people on the streets this season? What advice would you give them? Um. My advice is just to, if you're having a doubt that maybe you're walking past someone and you're not sure, my advice is always just go over and say hello. Um, it's either going to be one of the best conversations or it's going to be a really brief. short one. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll just get on with the rest of your day and yeah. that's okay. Um, but I think that, yeah, I just would really encourage people to don't worry about having to give something. Don't worry about having, oh, I have no money or... I don't should I buy them a cup of coffee should I buy them a sandwich should I give them that oi hat like yes give them the oi hat but um I think that massively just go over and have a conversation and let that person know that they're so valued and that they are not just valued in that moment but they are because they're human they're important and that's why you're speaking to them and I was I was thinking about this this morning but like I think that there's something so special about whenever you remind someone of how important they are and you can just see like they nearly just it's like a like you nearly just like relight sort of something inside them that they then realize their potential and they realize kind of who they are um that they are not a homeless person that they are someone who is homeless and Mm. there's a big difference between those two statements so I think yeah for anyone who's kind of in a little bit of doubt or in a little bit of kind of oh shall I go speak to people just just do it and kind of go for it and yeah let outside and know how it goes we love we love to hear stories and we love to hear how people are interacting and I really really think that we're changing a culture within um within Northern Ireland and hopefully in a few years time it will be globally and um because you see around Belfast people sitting beside people who are homeless. Um, and I think that's great that I'll I'll be walking past someone who is homeless, but I, and I'll, not that I'll not need to stop, but I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to stop. But they've already got someone sitting beside them. Yeah, that's awesome. They're already in conversation. And so I, I can go on to the next one. So I think that that's really powerful. And that is something that I'm starting to see more of, which is which is really cool. That's brilliant. And what would be kind of like some conversation starters? So kind of like, is there something that you usually open with or how do you usually go about doing it? Um, I usually like, I'd kind of do one or two things. I'll either just introduce myself and say, I'm Jude. I'm from a company called Outside In. That's kind of, I have a, that's an easy start because <laughs> <laughs> like this is what we do. And then I just kind of explain that, then ask them their name. And I think sometimes people feel like they can't ask the big questions like how long have you lived on the street for? Why are you homeless right now? Yeah. Um, and actually one, like they're, they're okay questions because that person realizes that they're homeless because they are actually, they're sitting there. Yeah. And um, I think that it's, don't be scared to ask those bigger questions and ask them what their dreams are. Um, ask them how, like what gives them hope, what gives them, kind of keeps them going every day because everyone has something and I think those are the questions that you'll really kind of you'll write that people they'll resonate with and you'll make a real connection um and if you can't do that I would just say ask them if they need anything if they need a sleeping bag or if they need a sandwich or if they need a cup of tea because um I think that's been really very beneficial as well so yeah brilliant 
Uh, I'm looking at a beanie here that says hope on it. You just mentioned mm-hmm. the word hope. And if I have this right, you came up with the the, the slogan, hope, sweet hope, one of your, your sweaters. So I, I didn't. You did not. I got it I wrong. I didn't. But so my, Sorry. my friend Judy came up with it. Um, but we like that phrase is so important to us at Outside In and uh, it's something that we've kind of, we came up with it and, or, well, Judy came up with it and we were like, that's class. Like, we love that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I at the start was like, I don't know how far this will go because it's nice, but it's kind of, it's kind of fun. It's kind of light. Um, but people love it. Like, it like sits with people so well because they're like, even you get a lot of people being like, my name's Hope or yeah. my friend's called Hope. <laughs> um, or then you get people who are like, that's class because hope is such a strong word. And kind of like I said, like everyone has hope. Everyone has something that's kind of keeping them going no matter what that is, whether that's God or whether that's family or friends or the hope of a better future or a a bigger dream. And I think that, I think maybe that phrase has actually went a lot further than I ever thought it would go, um, which is really cool to see. And um, it's something that we kind of want to keep, keep carrying on. Um, And yeah. It's really interesting. Like I have so much time for you guys, and one of the reasons is is because you're keenly aware that it's so much more than just handing out beanies. Mm. And what I really love about you guys is that it is about the hope. Like in some ways, yes, you are a clothing brand, absolutely, and you know that is a big part of your mission and a big part of how you push forward your vision. Yeah. But actually, in some ways, you you're kind of like your hope dealers. You know what I mean? Like you're, <laughs> you're out on the streets dealing out hope. Mm. And I love that. And I, like the whole kind of core of the wear one, share one model is it's to empower other people to also become hope dealers. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and the hat is, or the hat or the blanket or the product or whatever is just an opportunity to yeah. facilitate that hope and facilitate that connection. Yeah, right? massively. Yeah. Christmas market. Mm-hmm. What was last year like? I, every time I walked past you guys, it was just absolute packed Chaos. and then there was just this outside in hat revolution in belfast it's funny <laughs> i was out with jackie the other day we were walking uh walking to the city center and i started i saw like a couple of uh outside in hats and i was like the revolution has begun yes it's, it's like started. they're coming back the yes, cold weather winter is, here is coming and the outside in hats are back but <laughs> what, what was that experience like as a company oh it was like phenomenal like it was class um i think that you would see um you like I would maybe have done it like a two-hour shift in the market and then you would come away and you would just be walking around Victoria Square and then you would see like this family wearing berry twist <laughs> which is our like pink hat and you'd be like oh my word that's class like that's something that you've kind of you've helped with that you're um part of and the people are walking past and they're they're wearing it and nearly whenever I see it I don't see it as oh someone's wearing that product that I came up with a color for that. Mm. They're wearing a product that I'm like, that stands for something so much greater than, than some people will ever know, do you know? And they, but they're, they're wearing it as nearly like a statement of, I, I believe in the stories of people on the street and I believe that there is hope out there. So that's whenever they're wearing their hope, sweet hope jumper. I'm like that it's, I think that's really cool. Cause I think that, um, it says a lot about what you're willing to wear and um yeah what you believe in and um that you believe in outside in as a company and we really appreciate that from uh like as a staff team i think it's it's so cool but um yeah it's it is funny whenever kind of because last year we only had we have four pom-poms colors to choose from and they're kind of their best seller at the christmas market people love a good pom-pom um so cozy why would you not like it? i know oh, i know they are great they are great they're a great christmas present um but people would um come in and they'd be like it'd be like it'd be, it would be a family and then they'd all leave wearing the same hat <laughs> and you were like that's fantastic they love it that's great so yeah i can't wait for more of that cool yeah. do you know whereabouts you're going to be positioned i yet? think we are on the outside so just outside the actual like before you go into the market nice one. um kind of near the gate i think last year we were a little bit further down this year we're a bit further up so easy to spot easy to spot we'll have the big oi right outside the big oi it's a class sign thanks it's very very cool. yeah, we like it very cool <laughs> we love it um bit of a random question if 
you could have one person in the world show up to the stall this Christmas. Oh. Who who would you love to see? Are they going to buy an oil product? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I think David actually asked me this question. They were like, oh, the other day were like something similar. Like if you could have one person wear an oil product, who would it be? Um, <laughs> I'm a big Chance the Rapper fan. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a big Kanye fan. So I would probably say, if I can't have Kanye, because I feel like he's maybe... I don't know how he would take. <laughs> I don't know how, how I would interact with that. I'm going to say Chance the Rapper. Yeah, is that like is that is that weird? Not at all. If you he can, turns you up in Belfast, like and at the Oyster, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. That's... What's his real name? Do you know? Chancellor. Chancellor. Yeah. Honestly. I, I, like ninety nine percent sure. Well, yeah. big Chancellor, you know, show up. I know. W- when does Christmas market start? Ooh, 18th of November. 18th of November. So he's got from the 18th of November until the 23rd of December. Oh, Chancellor, you've got time. Come on, I man. Know, he must have a spare day. Pull the finger out. <laughs> Get over here. Do we concert in Limelight or something? Sweetest gig Limelight? of the century. Oh, he deserves better than that. No, I know, but it would be so small and like so exclusive. Oh, so intimate, yeah. It could, be, it could be an outside-in exclusive gig. How about yes. That? Oh, my, yeah, I'd love mm. that. I'll get that sorted. That's my new, yeah. that's my task new for today. Project for today. <laughs> Same question, maybe asked in a different way. If you could take anyone from Northern Ireland out for coffee, who would you take and why? They can be dead or alive. They can be people you know, people you don't know. Please don't give me like your mum or your sister or something. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you have a Could be personal. Could be kind of like a sneaky business networking angle. Anything you want. My mind's gone blank of like anyone in Northern Ireland. I'm like me, David. Uh, Who do you have on your on your list that you have been wanting to connect with for a while, but haven't got a chance to have an introduction or set up a meeting? Or that's maybe an easier way to think about it. Hmm. Am I half there from Northern Ireland? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Um. The, actually, the, I'm going to go with the first person who popped into my head whenever you said it, but it's probably not uh, something that I can maybe easily link to outside in, but um, C.S. Lewis is a ah. big one. And I feel like a lot of people want to meet C.S. Lewis. Um, <laughs> of course they do. He's a flipping Northern Irish legend. Exactly. But yeah, like it's so, like I hear it's so, but I think the way he thinks about life is something, he's so deep <laughs> and such. I, I feel like he was very thoughtful and very like, um i would i would just love to ask him some like like loads of questions like just like how yeah like just what do you think about this like how do how do you do this and i think i'm i'm definitely more of i'll i love business but i also i love the heart behind kind of what kind of pushes that forward so i think i would love to ask him kind of like how do you how can i balance that well like how can i be a good business person but also still kind of keep true to the heart of it it's amazing yeah. where would you take him mm, i would take him maybe up north yeah yeah i feel like if you're going to take someone up north you're going to like you're that you're pretty serious about it like yeah yeah also you know it gives you a decent <laughs> amount of car chat time yes, as well yeah, so you can really milk it for every mo- every, the, yeah. every minute you can yeah <laughs> unreal so land on the plane here last question mm-hmm. really simply Let's see. If you could step through a wardrobe back in time to yourself whenever you actually were lying in your sickbed after South Africa, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give yourself? Um, I think I would massively say to stop worrying so much. I was completely anxiety ridden. Um, and yeah stop comparing yourself to other people um and thinking that you can't do something because you're not the best at it i think i said that earlier about i'm not the best person for that job but i'm gonna do it anyway because there's no one else Mm. um and i think that i think i would just say that that just go go for it like don't hold back because you're worried about what other people think or you're worried that someone better will come along and take it from you um 
so I would say that. And then I would also say that stop worrying about actually what to do and just go and do something because worrying about something that hasn't happened yet is anxiety, but worrying about something that um, is maybe just that is happening, that's that's okay. Like that's a lot more normal. Um, So it is just that thing of don't worry about something that hasn't happened yet and um, yeah, go and take daily steps in order to fulfill a dream rather than looking at this massive, massive dream of ending poverty and just take a, a take one step at a time. So, yeah. Unbelievable. I can't wait. I actually can't wait to go and listen back to this, honestly. <laughs> no, seriously. It's been an absolute pleasure. Jude, thank you oh, so, so much. Really amazing. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Great Cheers. Time. Great stuff. Come on. Can't get any better than that. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you very much for making it through to the very end. You're the faithful few who make it to the end of these episodes. Well done. You've stayed for the little rambling intro. But right enough, Jude, thank you very much for coming on. Really, really appreciate you giving up your time. And if you guys listening would like to connect with Jude, you'd like to connect with Outside In, you'd like to find out what they're doing, you'd like to send them an email, send Jude a, send Jude, send Jude a message saying, Jude, dude, that was absolutely awesome. You've really inspired me. All you got to do is head on over to the web page for this show. Really simply, it's in the description, the little podcast description part, or you can go to bestbelfast.org and I'll provide all the links to social medias, photos, and all the other good stuff that you could possibly ever need. Other than that, if it's your first time, do please encourage you to subscribe to the show. That way you can just get these stories delivered straight to your phone as soon as they come out. Other than that, please have a fantastic rest of your day wrap up warm it's absolutely baltic these days anyone else think so you know it's the perfect opportunity for a little outside in hat to keep you nice and warm or may i interest you in a sweater ethically made that makes a difference with every purchase it says hope sweet hope on it honestly guys check out outside in's website and be sure to go over to the christmas market and give them a good hearty belfast hello Incredible. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time and hope you have a great week until then.